Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And I hope you'll subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to hit that like button. That'll help us. And then the other thing you can do is get notifications so you can ring that bell. And every time a new podcast comes out, you'll know about it. And then one more thing, and this is not really a commercial because commercials, uh, people are trying to make money and I'm not. I want to give you a devotional through an email, and I write one of these to go along with every single lesson that we do. So go to myfaithroots.com, and you can sign up for that free email. It'll come to you every morning along with your YouTube uh, uh, podcast, and uh, so don't miss that. Okay, we're talking about the spiritual man. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, International Standard Version. But as it is written... No eye has seen, nor ear heard, and no mind has imagined the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed those things to us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us to show us what God wants us to have in life. And it's not just stuff, although that could be a part of it. It is relationship, it is knowledge, it's ways of thinking, it's spiritual truth. He has been given to us, first of all, to strengthen us spiritually. And then when we get that taken care of, the the other things begin to fall into place. 1 Corinthians 2.12, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who comes from God so that we can understand the things that were freely given to us by God. So, how do we receive these things? How do we know? And it is a process, by the way. And I believe there are five steps in the process by which we receive the things that God wants us to have. And I'm going to lay these out for you. And the first one you're not going to like, because the first step in the process is a crisis. (laughs) Every great Bible story starts with a crisis. I mean, the stories that we all love, Daniel in the lion's den, we got a crisis. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we have a crisis. Um, The David and Goliath, we have a crisis. Every great story starts with a crisis, and every great answer to prayer starts with something missing. We are lacking, and severely lacking in something, and so that's how it starts. So if you're in a situation where you're in a crisis, guess what? You're in stage one of a great victory. Understand that. All right. Now, I was with uh, Ken Blunt. Uh, he played Nicodemus on the Gospel Bill Show. The two of us were writing the lessons that we would tape in 21 episodes of Gospel Bill. Now, this is back in January of 1984. And at that time, I had a contract with LaCie Broadcasting in South Bend, Indiana to do Gospel Bill in their studio, and my sets were there. I didn't even have my sets. They were, you know, eight, 900 miles away in South Bend. We had no way to rehearse with our sets. We couldn't block out any action. I had a limited amount of stuff that I could take with me, limited costumes. I, I could take Ken and two other guys. So we had to do 21 episodes of the Gospel Bill show in a week with four people and very limited things. 
I was writing with Ken, and we had to come up with these 21 episodes. And, you know, kids' TV is so much more difficult than what people realize because the attention span of children watching a TV show is only 33% at best of what it is in a real-life situation. So if I had a story that I could tell for six minutes in a uh, live setting, two minutes on TV. So, I mean, we're talking about if and if that... Certain things don't lend themselves to long presentations. And so the amount of material that we are having to come up with is astronomical. And so I'm just grieving over the lack of quality. But it's all we can do, and it's how we got started, and I'm very grateful for how it all came about. But that night while we were talking about this, and I I was just burdened about how we had to do so much in such a short period of time, I had a nudge, and that is the second step. The second step of leading from God is only a nudge. Now listen to the story, and this will help you to see how God moves. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. This is New Living Translation. I'm trying to introduce you to every possible translation of the Bible during my podcast. Go out and stand before me, God said to Elijah the prophet, on the mountain. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. Now, buddy, if, if winds can blow rocks loose, this is a serious wind. But the Lord was not in the wind. Now, the Lord caused that wind, but He didn't speak in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. So the Lord did cause that earthquake too. He coordinated all these things, but He didn't speak through the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And there are windstorms, tornadoes, there are earthquakes, there are fires that happen all the time, and God doesn't speak through those things. If you're looking for God to speak to you with great big things like that, He probably isn't going to do it. That's not how God speaks. God speaks through words. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, He speaks inwardly. Now, listen to this, 1 Kings 19, verses 12 and 13. After the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Now the King James Bible says it, in my opinion, the best way. There was a still, small voice. Wow. Why? God wants you to know that it's not a big deal for Him to fix any problem in your life. He doesn't rush into you. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be. You don't hear the Lord speaking to you like that. God speaks in a still, small voice. That's why Jesus, when there was a storm on the Sea of Galilee and everybody else is freaking out, He looks at them and He says, how is it that you're so fearful? How is it that you don't have any faith? He, he doesn't yell at them. He doesn't scream. He rebukes the wind and the waves. I'm not even sure He had to raise His voice that much. You see, it's not about the volume. It's about the confidence. And so the Holy Spirit speaks with confidence to you. And so the Bible says this still small voice came, and when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out and he stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Now, Elijah was fleeing from Queen Jezebel, and this is not uh, the time for me to go into all of that stuff. But that night when I was thinking about this burden, 
that we had to produce 21 episodes of the Gospel Bill Show in a week's time, I had a nudge to stop what we were doing, and I had a nudge to pray. So I told Ken Blunt, I said, Kenny, I feel like we need to pray. So we began to pray in the Spirit. And that's one thing I always appreciated about Kenny. He would jump right in. If I was being spiritual, he jumped right in and said, you bet, I'll join with you. So we started praying in the Spirit, and this is what I heard. I heard something in my spirit, and here's what it said. I heard this sentence. If you will ask me, I will give you the studio across the street from your ministry. Now, there was a TV studio right across the street from my ministry. And I had actually done some episodes of Gospel Bills there, but they were terrible. And I didn't have the collaboration with the technical director and the producer that I needed. I found people like that in South Bend, and that's why I wanted to do my show there, because the people that worked with me were spiritual people, and, and that's what I needed. But God said, I'm going to give you that studio across the street. And it took me a little while to realize that was really God. And, and i got to tell you, even though that studio was there, it never, ever crossed my mind that we could have it. That, that was so far out of my reach, I had no idea how much money something like that would cost. I was totally ignorant of it. Uh, but I heard God say it. If you ask me, I'll give you the studio. So the third step is the revelation of a promise. So first step, crisis. Second step, a gentle nudge. Third step, the revelation of a promise. And the Holy Spirit said, if you'll ask me, I'll give you that studio. And so that's what I heard. The fourth step is back on me. It is an act of wisdom. Remember this, that the Holy Spirit always works, moves, and speaks in wisdom. He may lead us to do some things that are unorthodox, but they are never, ever foolish the Holy Spirit doesn't lead us to do dumb things. And the sooner you learn that, the easier it will be on you in learning how to follow God with confidence. The voice of wisdom. Read Proverbs chapter 8. Look at how the word wisdom is placed throughout the scriptures. The Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks the voice of wisdom. So the voice of wisdom to me was find out what this studio is worth. If it's mine, I doubt the guy's going to give it to me. And so I need to find out what it's going to cost to buy it. So I learned this, that I called a friend, and I said, how would I find out what's there? He said, every studio has a rate card. And on their rate card, they list all of the equipment that is available for you to use, how much that you pay for it per hour. They have a rate card for that. And so you can find out how many cameras, what kind they are. You can find out how many recorders, what kind they are, what kind of editing equipment's there. It'll all be there, all the audio equipment. It'll all be on that rate card. So there was a big folder. I already had it. I had it from when we'd worked with them before. And so I sent it all to this guy, and he appraised it long distance, but he came back and he said this would have been about a million dollars new. But he said it's only worth about half that right now, so I wouldn't pay any more than a half million dollars for that equipment. So I went over, and I knocked on the door of the studio, talked to the owner, and I said, have you ever thought about selling? And he said, that's interesting. Let me think about that. And so he came back to me, and he said, yes, I'll sell. I'd like a million dollars for all of my gear. And so I knew better than to do that because that, that's not wisdom. It's not wisdom to pay twice what something is worth. So I didn't pursue it any further. I said, okay, thank you. But I had such an expectation for TV gear that I thought, you know what? Why don't we just get a studio? 
Well, I was in a warehouse office complex that had a huge, big, empty space next to the space I had, so I was able to lease more space for a television studio. In fact, it would be exactly the same size as the studio across the street. Went to the landlord, told him what I wanted to do, so he drew it out, and we started talking about the lease amounts and what it would cost us. And I started thinking, you know, I'll raise some money and we'll get some new equipment. I don't know what that'll cost, but but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it. So about two weeks passed, and the guy comes back to me. And he says, Willie, don't take the new lease. He said, I just lost my biggest client, the one that I built the studio for. And he says, I don't need it. I need an office space that's exactly what yours is. He said, so let's do this. Let's trade leases. And by the way, I've already talked to the landlord, and he's okay with it. So we did that. And now I was able to move into a studio that we could occupy all the time. Still didn't have any equipment, but I found equipment that I could rent. And I was able to hire some technicians, and we could do this. Instead of doing 21 shows in a week, I did one show a week. Boy, did that make a difference. The first step, crisis. Second step in all of this is a gentle nudge. Third step is a revelation of a promise. The fourth step is an act of wisdom. And the fifth step is confirmation. In six months' time, I had raised 10% of half a million dollars to get the equipment that we needed. The bank loaned me $250,000 more. So God got me $300,000 toward the half million that I needed to buy all brand new equipment. But I couldn't get the last bit of gear, the cameras. But I was able to rent them. So I had the recording stuff, the editing stuff, all the microphones, the lights, all of the hard stuff. The cameras, we only used them one day a week. So they were the lowest priority. It took me six months to get the money for the cameras. But you know what happened? A new version of the camera I wanted came out, and the price dropped from 60000 per camera down to 20000 per camera. When that happened, the money came through. So God blessed me in every possible way to get me this stuff. So receiving things from the Lord is a five-step process. And if you are in a crisis right now, you're already in step one. There is a nudge, there is a promise, there is a work of wisdom, an act of wisdom, and then finally there is confirmation. What a lot of people get wrong is they look for the confirmation to come first, and that's the last thing to come is the, the stuff. And I had to walk all of that stuff out. And, and this is one of the greatest things I ever learned to do. It really is. It was a lesson for me, not only for that TV gear, but later on when Church on the Move bought property and built a building, I took the same five-step approach to get it all done. And so God will give you tools for your spiritual tool belt to help you learn to receive from Him and to walk with Him. And very often He'll use the same process again and again and again. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So don't miss next week's podcast. We've got five more new ones coming out next week. And be sure to like us 
on the YouTube channel and, and let your friends know and subscribe already to the uh, MyFaithRoots.com uh, email that I send out. And uh, I'd love to be able to get that to you every morning, fresh and new, good material to go right along with what you just heard. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Music.